Welcome to the Sunday edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. It's a snowy day in Wigan, and I'm joined by Paul from Aspolites. How are you doing, Paul? Doing fine, thank you. Afternoon. It's snowy outside, but the roads are all clear, so that's a good thing. And we've got Adam from Hindley White, as opposed to Hindley Green. Very, uh, very white. I can see it from here as well. I can see Rivington. There's a little bit of... See a little bit of snow on the top, but it stopped snowing here. That's my weather report because there's no toilet talk this week. Before we start this week, I think we will just chat a little bit about something that happened in the build-up to Tuesday's game, the Charlie White situation. We was aware of something, weren't we, as everybody were, when we recorded on Wednesday, but we didn't know exactly what it was and we weren't buying into the speculation, obviously. But it's uh, transpired that he's had some sort of medical emergency and uh, the club has said that. He's not going to be available for selection for a few weeks or for the immediate future is how they've worded it. I think from, from our point of view as supporters and, and fans of the club, we're not too concerned about what's wrong with him, just the fact that he is, there's something wrong with him and we want him to get over whatever it is as quickly as possible and to get back to full health for his sake and for his family's sake. I think that's the the, the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, football... Football comes second to that, doesn't it? Clearly, you know, health is everything, isn't it? And um, credit really to the players, really, as well, and Liam Richardson, because they must have been really worried. You know, he, they're not called teammates for no, for no reason at all. They're, they're mates, aren't they? You know, you could, they're all in it together. And I think that was great yesterday where they, you know, they put the shirt up uh, for the goal. I think he's been brilliant this season, absolutely brilliant. You know, he... He's quietly chipped in with the goals, but everything else about him, I think, has been absolutely superb. So, wish him a speedy recovery. And I think there was a bit of good news yesterday. It sounded like in Liam Richardson's interview that he, he kind of said he will be back, which for me is, it's when he's back, I guess. But, you know, it must be a positive because once you've got over the hell scare, then you've got the, I mean, look, go back to Mwamba. You know, he got obviously the hell scare. You know, thankfully, you know, he's still here with us, Mwamba, but obviously his career was over and then that's a new thing to process, isn't it? It looks like there's quite a lot of positivity around it now and, uh, you know, he sounds like he's in good spirits as well. He's been uh, in the WhatsApp groups, texting the players, joking. So, you know, I think that's that's the first thing really, isn't it? Positive mindset. So, wish him all the best from, um, from all of the fans and obviously the podcast in particular. First and foremost, health. You know, I, you know, as you both said, that that is the one thing that counts. Um, the team will take care of itself, and, and I just echo exactly what what you two have said. You know, clearly the the gesture with the shirt shows that it is a team, it is a squad. They're all pulling in the same direction, and they're all probably gutted that he's not there with them. I was thinking, Paul, about him as a player actually today. It's something special, isn't it? And I was trying to think, the last time we had a player of a sim- similar calibre, I'm not saying that is a Premier League or, or a, a, a you know a lower league striker, but within the league that we're playing, someone of a similar calibre. And obviously, Ellington and Robert sprung to mind, but the different types of players than Charlie White. Charlie White is a big, robust centre-forward who holds the ball up well. And the only only player I could think of in the Premier League that was anything like the type of player he is was Emil Eske. And I don't think that Eske was a similar type, really. I had to go back further still. I mean, there was three I pulled out. 
was Jeff Arsfield, who we only had for a short period of time, but he was very similar. Bobby Campbell typified that number nine shirt. And Les Brad. Now, Adam quietly reminded me of someone that has slipped my mind, didn't you? Yeah, very very well known, not just for his uh, playing days, but uh, clearly his uh, assistant manager days, uh, Mr. Graham Jones. I know he was an hard nut. He was hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, I, and you know, we, we, he's, been, he's, he's been in the club since July, and we're talking about him now in the same breath as we're mentioning Les Brad, Bobby Campbell, Graham Jones even Emilesky, etc. So it shows what an impact he's made. And I'm with you two about this togetherness. He's one of the characters. We had Lange on here a couple of times, and he said about Charlie Wyke, hasn't he? He said about how much of a joker he is and, and how he is with Max Power. It, it makes going to work fun, and, th- and that's what you need. And that's how them bonds are created, by that funness, that togetherness. I put that down to the, the magic of Liam Richardson. We said it last season to get journeymen and get the only available pros that were coming in on freeze for short-term deals because they had nowhere else to go and get them to care about the club, care about what they do and put enough togetherness there to see us through last season. And now we're doing exactly the same, except we've got a much higher quality pool of player to pick from. And that's why we're at the top of the table and not the bottom of the table this time around. And why epitomises that. Real solid player, real contribution to the squad. And like you say, everybody enjoys coming to work. Talking of coming to work, yesterday down at Home Park, they really enjoyed that shift they put in. Because it finished, Plymouth Argyle 1, Wigan Athletic 2. And we're back in the promotion, automatic promotion spots second in the table. What a performance. It was interesting because Liam Richardson said it wasn't wasn't a very good game, but I actually really enjoyed the game. I thought it was a cracking game. And so when two sides really putting everything out there, you know, it, there, were so, there were probably four or five different spells in the game where we, we started well, then they had a spell. Uh, then certainly early in the second half, they had a decent spell and then we got back into it again. When we got that last-minute goal, it was just unbelievable. It was a proper top-of-the-table clash. Big crowd on as well. Another credit again to the, the Wigan following. Couldn't make it to that one. I was a bit gutted, if only for the fact I'm missing my toilet review. But, I mean, that at the end, you get a bit... It's great dancing around your room, in it, at home, but you just think, God, if you were actually in that crowd... That's why you go to football matches, isn't it? Because you, you can never replicate it at home. You know, for me, that's why I don't understand these armchair fans, because you can't replicate that feeling when... You score a last-minute goal and you're actually on the ground. You know, it's uh, it's fantastic. That first goal uh, from Will Keane, for me, it was coming. Nice build-up play down the left-hand side. Uh, regardless of what the BBC report says, it wasn't James McLean who crossed the ball. It was Tello Asgard. He worked wonders to keep that ball in play rather than it running behind. And he hit, hit it across the outside of his foot and dropped at Keane's feet, and he, he had his back to goal. He was virtually unmarked. It's all in that first touch, isn't it? Of pulling it into himself to give him the space to swivel, and just, bang, there you go, have the have the, um, have the 1-0 lead. And then they pulled the goal back. Danny Moore, ex-Burry, who I thought was a good player at Burry when, when we played against him. But when you look at the replay of that, that goal, we had a, a winning goal chalked off for a slight pull in the area on Tuesday night at Cambridge. Max Power had his arm pulled back as he was going to close Mayer down by one of the Plymouth attackers. And it was a real infringement, that. And I've read some commentary from uh, the Plymouth Argyle commentators saying that 
it was a definite foul and they were lucky to get away with it. Did you notice that at all, Adam? No, I didn't notice it. I thought you was going to say yeah, McLean, but I think McLean was just, just, just a bit weak in that, which is unusual for him. He just got knocked off the ball, didn't he? In the build up. Uh, yeah. but I, no, I didn't not I didn't notice the um didn't notice that at all. I think if, if Power Rance had been pulled back, it had definitely closed Murdoin and not had that he wouldn't have had that space and time to you know it's such a sweet strike, which he did. But I, I was still ever so confident the way we were playing, we were creating the better chances. And then Stephen Humphreys, when he came on, he had a fantastic effort. He had two, I mean he had two big bits in the game, didn't he? Really? The first Made the wrong decision, didn't he, when he should have played McLean and made up for it when, you know, he shifted the ball really well, didn't he, onto his left and he couldn't have struck it any better. I mean, he probably struck it too well because it it kind of, it was so true that it, it wasn't really far away from the keeper. But it's still a good save from the keeper, a very good save. And I thought he did generally okay, I think, Humphrey. I, I think he'll improve. I think we'll see more of him in the second. Because these players at Wigan do tend to improve. You can tell it from that fans forum that the coaching is exceptional. And I think they'll work with him and I think he'll get better as the season goes on. And I think he might be a big player for us, you know, sort of February, March time. Uh, but at the moment, he's a good option to have from the bench. I don't think for me, he's, he's quite pushing for a start in a league setting yet, but that'll come. He's obviously got a good pedigree. So, yeah, and he uh, tweeted yesterday that he was, he was glad he was glad to get back after suffering from uh, COVID for a, a few weeks, and he, he sounded like he'd been uh, knocked sideways by it. So it does affect players, and we know we will keen last season. He was badly affected with COVID, but look how he came back. And and then we had another another chance before the winner, where Lange did really well down the right hand side and knocked the ball into the centre. And Will Keane, first of all, and then James McLean following in. I know Ash on the commentary said that it was a good save from the goalkeeper, Cooper, but actually it was a, a player who cleared it off the line, weren't it? Yeah, so, I don't, come on, I don't Ash. Get, I, don't get, I, I kept having to re-look at it. I kept looking at it and looking at it. I watched it again on Quest and I was thinking, I don't understand here what he's seen. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even see how it could possibly be the keeper. I mean, Ash made it sound like it was almost impossible so if it is impossible, why look for an alternative? <laughs> yeah, I suppose it depends on, on, on the position. Yeah. On the position in the stadium and, and, and either the view, if it's restricted or not. You know. great, great commentary. Uh, and that you're calling point. it live rather than having like three reruns of a replay. Yeah, on Quest like we did last night. Yeah. 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 And then the yeah, highlights <laughs> this morning. Yeah. Not knocking Ash because I thought his commentary was brilliant yesterday. Uh, so. Yeah. I, I like the passion, really, as well, that you get from him and Tommy. It's great, isn't it? But they, they do still, it's still fair. I've, I've seen some commentators who are from other clubs who I just think are biased, but I think the fur, but they get that passion. It's very hard not to when you score a last minute goal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So then, then we, uh, we move forward, Will Keane with a beautiful pass through. Lange jumps over the ball, lets it run in front of him, into the box, tucks it in the bottom corner. As I was saying before, first touch, Will Keane, straight into Lange's path. He doesn't even need to take a first touch. His first touch is to whack it into the corner. Just say as well, I don't know what you thought about it, but remember the, um, it's a slightly different goal because it was a pass rather than a little flick, but the finish and everything, it reminded me a bit of that Will Grigg goal at, uh, Doncaster, you know, when Powell put a great pass through, took it in his stride and you didn't think Lang was going to miss in the same way you didn't think Grigg was going to miss. You know, it, it, it's that having the quality, 
Keane is your Nick Powell, and then Lang is your Will Greg. You know, mm. that's what that's for me was uh, what 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 that goal reminded me of. Yeah, he will score goals. He will score more and more. Callum Lang's on fire. Will Keane's on fire. <laughs> They're all on fire. You're brilliant. Oh, well, we all are. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, Will Holmes is on fire. Right, just a quick mention before we do move on. Tom Naylor, surprise inclusion, not been a whisper. What a performance again. I mean, I think that emphasises just how much we've missed Naylor over these past few weeks. But he's only missed three league games, which was a big surprise. But what a miss he's been. To me, as I said, when he was playing those great games earlier in the season, I think think he's our most important player, personally. I think... um, He's, he's a guaranteed minimum seven every week and, and he often puts in nines and tens as well. You know, he, he just knows how to play that role. He's really, really good. It worked well with Max Power, I think. I think that was the best combination we've had since Naylor and Cousins were making the positions their own, you know, up to the Bolton game. Just talking of great performances, unfortunately, Tom Naylor wasn't voted the man of the match. I say unfortunately because I thought he was my choice. But it was a very close run thing with the person I had down as number two. So it could have gone either way. So anyway, the, the progress with the unity, listeners, man of the match for the game against Plymouth Argyle was Wigan Athletic defender Jason Kerr. Yeah, what I selected. Super yeah. performance. Stats from the game, 46% possession, 15 each shots with five on target for us to Plymouth Swan. We picked up a yellow, Max Power. So he's out for the next game, which is Shrewsbury, a week of Wednesday. The attendance was 15,329 and 703 Hardy made it down from Wigan. Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Well done, everybody who made that game. Curtis Stilt, been named League One Goal of the Month. Absolutely superb. Great strike from 950 yards out. Absolutely <laughs> deserved it. Straight in the top corner. Little bit of transfer speculation knocking around today. Dundee United midfielder Bernardo Fox is uh, linked with a move to Wigan Athletic. And I saw a great headline which said, Fox off to Wigan. Now, if that's the case, we'll welcome him with open arms, Cameroon International, and uh, really looking forward to him coming into the club, if indeed he is. Tuesday night, Accrington Stanley in the PC Trophy. So let's have some ref watch for Tuesday night when we go over to Accrington. And the ref will be Bobby Madley from Wakefield. And his last Latics game that he refed was away at Sunderland this season, where he booked four players in the 2-1 defeat. His last game where he refed Accrington was their three-apiece draw with Portsmouth back in April. His card watch is 17 games, 57 yellows, two reds and six penalties. So he's not shy of giving a penalty. That's your referee for Tuesday night, which is Bobby Madley from Wakefield. Right, so let's go through the uh, the previous with Accrington. Played four times, won two, lost two. Uh, lost two. One of those defeats, of course, was that 4-0 home defeat in the Johnson's Paint, I think, as it was at the time, uh, when you recall Wigan's under-12s lost two when Accrington <laughs> side that was top of the table. Aki have played six games in November, winning two, losing four, including a 5-1 away defeat to Portville in the Cup, FA Cup. 25 goals were in those games. Also, Plymouth, Sheffield Wednesday defeats and the Burton 4-0 defeat. And they also won at Plymouth uh, 4-1, which was also in the Pizza Trophy. Uh, and they won at Lincoln first time ever yesterday, uh, 1-0 uh, win. So that's their previous the Accrington. It was actually Fleetwood who they beat 4-1, not Plymouth, but... Used to Plymouth losing at the moment, aren't we? That's what it is. (laughs) Team selection and predictions, I think very similar to the uh, 
to the Shrewsbury game. Um, and why not? They did brilliant. Uh, love to see Scotty Smith back in there running that midfield. I'm going to go for a one apiece with the Latics to win on penalties. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. It, it will be a blended team with some experience and some sort of what you would you would say the lesser used first team players and 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 some kids. I'll go with a two nil Latics just purely on the grounds that that's what we did in the last round or in the last game. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm pretty much the same. I think a few fringe players, players that haven't played for a while, might get uh, might get a bit of a kick as well. But you know, those young players like Z and uh, Smithy, Robinson, some good quality young players there. So uh, I think we'll put a side out that's strong enough to win this game. Uh, I'll go for a three-one win. Right. So all three of us see us progressing one way or another. I've already booked the hotel. <laughs> Book, I booked it twice. I booked it. I booked it for the FA Cup final, and I booked it for the uh, for the pizza trophy. Excellent. Talking of FA Cup finals, we're going to be back on Wednesday with all the reaction from the pizza trophy, but we'll be looking ahead to our FA Cup second round tie away at Colchester, which will be played next Sunday. And we've got a Colchester fan lined up who's agreed to come on with us. Just before we do finish, just like to say best wishes to Charlie. Hope to see you back at, at the club very soon and uh, sending our, all our love and positive vibes. Charlie, indeed. Up the ticks. Come on. Up the ticks.